Welcome to another magical podcast of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything, now on video and on podcast. Um, the video is a little bit wonky this week, but you know it, it's weird to talk about the video because if you don't care about it, you're not watching it, then why would you care for me to bring it up? But it's just a little shadowy this week. But we're just trying to experiment a couple of things and try to, you know, change is always good. Sometimes change is always good, right? I mean, there's a lot of people who would say that things have changed for the worse in the world, but I think the changes, it's there it's definitely a constant that's going to happen. Hey, thanks for coming to the podcast. Uh, thanks for downloading. Thanks for watching the video. Uh, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything uh, from my daughter's old bedroom and the precious moment figurines in the background here. Um, uh, this is uh, the first podcast of the new year. I uh, had Christmas week off, didn't do a podcast. Um, so the biggest thing that happened to me over Christmas, I mean, we went to Disney. I mean, that was very cool. Love Disney World, and we had a great time. We always have a great time. Allison, my daughter, um, came without her husband, which some people thought was unusual. But, you know, that's the great thing about them is that they're both independent enough and happy enough on their own that they can be on their own without clinging onto each other and spend time away and still be okay with that. So I think that's great. The bad thing that happened this um, uh, vacation was the Sunday before Christmas, I sneezed and I threw out my back and I'm like, oh my God, how bad a shape am I that I sneezed and threw out my back? Then I read that uh, Sammy Sosa, who was a big major league baseball player uh, 10, 15 years ago, something like that. uh, He also had a sneezing fit and threw out his back. And I talked to people who like, you know, reached for something and threw out their back or somebody tried to signal the server at a restaurant and they're like, you know, like turn around and wave at the server. Hopefully they didn't snap their fingers, but they turned around and waved and uh, they threw out their back. Holy crap. So um, uh, lots of hot baths, lots of bath bombs. Um, uh, and then I went to nothing really helped except time, honestly. And, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much what I needed. Um, is there a cat at the door? I think I hear a noise. I think it's a cat at the door. Um, so I went in to see a doctor on Friday and the doctor said, oh, we'll come back for physical therapy on Monday for four weeks. So we'll see how it goes. So, you know, he says, I probably have a really weak back. I never exercise my back. I don't do any kind of, um, like resistance training, strength training. And I should, I mean, probably you do, do you, I'm not sure. But uh, I do a lot of cardio, I walk, I run, but I don't do strength training. I hate strength training. I hate the feel, I hate the burn, I hate the agony of it. I've done more than my share. I used to have decent size um, muscles and biceps, but I just don't anymore. So so I get to go into physical therapy tomorrow and Thursday and uh, then for the next few weeks too. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Fascinating, fascinating talk about my health. Um, So couple of things. Um, I wanted to mention an experience that I had that kind of goes along with the theme of the book. The book is called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Um, And this was just kind of one of those things where there are good people in the world and there are not so good people in the world. And these people weren't terrible people, but it's just something that you and I would probably never do. I'm at my grand, uh, uh, my father-in-law's house down in Fort Myers, Florida, and he's got a pool. They built this house 15, 20 years ago for the kids, for the grandkids. And uh, so Allison and Carson have enjoyed the pool. They're basically the only two people who've really swam in it a lot, even though I get in there too. Um, and they, 
we we want to swim the pool when we were down there. So I asked um, Rod, that's my father-in-law's name, hey, is the pool all set? He's like, yeah, I don't have the heater turned on. I can't figure out how to turn the heater on. Well, he'd just forgotten that he had thrown the switch inside the breaker box in the garage. But I went outside and the filter was spouting water. There was water coming off the filter. Um, there's a big tank out there and there's water coming off and dripping down, like not a little bit, but a lot. And I'm like, well, when were the guys last out to check out your pool? He's like, oh, they come out every Sunday. Long story short, these people had been claiming they'd come by to check out his pool and they did not. And if they came by, they didn't even look at the pool because they would have noticed that it was been, that the filter had been leaking, spouting water all over the place. Um, so I called the guy. He came by within about an hour or so, which was good. And he said, yeah, you know, that looks like it's probably, um, you know, must have happened since we were here last Sunday, four days ago. And I said, look, I said, I'm not stupid. I can look at that and I can tell that thing is water stained. There's watermarks on it. There's, you know, you can tell it's been that way for a while. He's like, well, you know, our guy probably would have noticed it if it was. I'm like, your guy probably didn't even look at it. So he just came by or didn't come by. Um, it charges the 86-year-old guy, you know, father-in-law, uh, money to check the pool and it doesn't really check it. So, uh, and he said, well, you know, maybe since last time we checked it a couple of days ago, maybe a, we've had a lot of wind, maybe a tree limb blew on it. And I'm looking at him like, really? Is that the best you can come up with? Is a tree limb blew on it? So my point is there are shady, shifty, shitty people out there. And, and it surprises me all the time that somebody could do that. I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. And it's not in my nature. I'm not perfect by any means. And I've told way more than my fair share of lies and things like that. Well, maybe not way more than my fair share, but, um, to cheat old people and to rip people off, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything, including old people's money. Um, you can see I'm trying to get comfortable here with my back as I'm moving around here on the video. Um, so I want to read an email from Amelia that I got that I really found very interesting. Um, let me find this. She says, Hey Dave, absolutely love your show and love your podcast. I've been listening for as long as I can remember over 20 years. I even once got to do the almost co-host segment with you guys. And I still fangirl over that experience to this day. Anyway, it is clear through both the show and your podcast that you care about the environment and you hate people littering or doing other destructive behaviors as much as I do. When the whole plastic straws topic has come up, you've taken the position that banned plastic straws really don't make a difference. Well, I appreciated your insight about the fact that in this country, and especially in landlocked Minnesota, that it's highly unlikely that your straw will end up in the ocean. Uh, and it made me think that you're right. Straws are not the answer to the bigger problem. I've been wanting to email you forever about this topic because I'd love to hear more on your perspective of what could be the answers to helping the environment in a big way. The past year, I stopped eating farm meat as my way of contributing after the UN report came out that we need to change our current agricultural practices in order to prevent 
uh, huge climate issues coming in the very near future. I felt like everybody flipped out over the straw thing, but nobody wants to look at ways to make a much bigger impact, like eating less meat, especially farmed meat. I'm not saying this from a vegan standpoint of ban all meat or anything farmed or anything like that, uh, but just for an environmental perspective, we're willing to get in an uproar about plastic straws in the ocean, but we won't stop eating fish to prevent overfishing. Every time this topic comes up in your show, I'm always left wanting to know more about what you think. You have a good way of looking at the logical side of issues, and I appreciate your concern for the environment. And Amelia wraps it up by saying, thanks for always picking up litter on your hikes. It still amazes me that anyone is throwing trash on the ground. Amelia, thank you for the very thoughtful letter. And thanks for asking what I think that we should do for the environment. I have no idea. I mean, there, it's so interesting and there's so much hypocrisy about the environment. And we've talked about this a couple of times on the show and probably on the podcast too. The plastic straws thing was such bullshit. It really was. It was like slacker, um, uh, uh Conserve. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, um, uh, ecology. So ecology. Slacker. Um, environmentalism. There it is. Not ecology. Um, because it's so cool to say, oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to have a plastic drinking straw. Uh, we were in Disney, and one of the places we went to had like a bamboo drinking straw. Well, everything that you do is going to have some sort of environmental impact. Um, the problem was that they saw these plastic drinking straws were getting in sea turtles in some ocean, and pictures got out, and so people got all up in arms and said, we can't let this happen to sea turtles and wildlife. Well, that's a really good idea. Um, but we got rid of one of probably the least guilty violators, plastic drinking straws, especially in our country, you throw away a drinking straw at McDonald's or in Starbucks, it goes into a landfill. It's not good, but it doesn't go into the ocean. It's third world countries, if that term is still uh, you know, uh, okay to use. Some people say it is, some people say it's not. That they don't have the means to dispose of straws. They don't have the same um, environmental standards that we do. They don't have the same politics that allow the government to dictate that straws can't just be dumped in a river, then float to the ocean. So uh, straws are not the problem in America. What is the problem with the environment in America? I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a lot of things that we could change, but they're really, really inconvenient to change. I mean, if eating meat made a difference, if not eating meat made a difference, then I think we'd all be happy to. But you not eating meat tomorrow is not going to make much difference. Um, you not eating meat ever again maybe makes a little bit more difference. You and all your friends and coworkers makes even more difference. But is that ever really going to happen? No, we love meat. So uh, we all complain and celebrities are the worst and some politicians are the worst because I think it, it was pointed out years ago when uh, Al Gore said, you know, talked all about global warming and said, well, somebody said, well, don't you own like six or seven different mega mansions that cost a lot to heat and cool? And so I don't, I, I don't dislike Al Gore. I think he's a good person. But I think that he was kind of busted like, oh, shit, that's a good point. Like the same celebrities who, uh, you know, want us to go green and want you to go vegan and they want you to reduce, reuse and recycle, yet they fly everywhere in a private jet. Uh, I'll take Taylor Swift for an example and I'll pick on her. And I, and I like Taylor Swift and she's not doing anything wrong. Um, but then again, she is. Taylor Swift um, makes these massive stadium tours and makes a gigantic 
carbon footprint in so many ways, from heating and cooling the stadium to busing and trucking and semis um, all over the country. But the worst footprint, I think, is when fans buy tickets and drive anywhere from 10 miles to 200 miles back and forth to the concert. And that just uses so many resources, but we're never going to give that up. So to answer your question, Amelia, what should we do? I don't know, something. Um, And people keep saying, well, we got to do something about global warming. We got to do something about global warming. I'm like, what? I got an idea. Here's my idea for global warming. Warming. Um, uh, I think we should all leave our refrigerator doors open one day a week to cool down the planet. Now, don't you think that's a good idea? Because if we left our refrigerator and our freezer doors open for one day a week to cool down the planet, that would be a great idea because it would cool everything down. Well, no, that's just stupid. There's actually people who probably would believe that or not realize that's a joke. That sounds like a good April Fool's joke. I think maybe we'll do that this year for April Fool's. Okay, keep that to yourself. Um, but what what can we do that we're willing to do? Drive less, eat less meat, reduce, reuse, and recycle. Pick up litter when you see it. Um, keep your thermostat turned down a little bit in the wintertime so it's not as warm in your house and maybe wear a sweater or a hoodie. Um, those are some things we could do. But you know what? Nobody's coming up with any suggestions except don't drink out of plastic drinking straws and uh, something's got to be done. I saw Harrison Ford rant about the environment and global warming um, a couple of months ago, just ranting, and he was pissed, but it's like, well, but, but what should we do? So Amelia, I don't know, but I think doing something rather than nothing is a good idea, and if you're going to eat meat, uh, eat less meat, then good for you. That's something more than what I'm doing, um, what am I doing? I don't know. I mean, I could say in the summertime, I drive my motor, ride my motorcycle a lot more than I ride my car. I drive my car, so maybe I'm helping that way. I don't know. Um, but I think we all go, what difference can I make? So why would you do anything? So not to get stuck on that topic for too long. Um, let's see what, what else we have on the agenda here. Hold on. I'm looking at my um, iPad. Hold on one second. Oh, I just put on the Facebook page, the Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything Facebook page, kind of a goal-setting thing for uh, for the new year, and it's called Smart Goals, and I'll go over it with you right now, uh, or maybe I won't because I don't have Facebook on my iPad, and I'm not going to open it right now. But basically, it's a goal-setting uh, guideline um, uh, chart that says, well, you know, is the goal makeable? How will you know when you get when you get there, um, uh, how will you measure the goal? Um, do you know it's attainable? Um, how long will it take you? So if you have a goal, whatever it is, whether it's something as like simple as, you know, eating less meat or exercising more or losing 12 pounds, um, uh, go check that out. It's on Facebook. Take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. Uh, there was one other thing that I wanted to cover. So maybe a little bit shorter of a podcast today. And that is in the book. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. We're going to chapter number 93 toward the end, and I think it's appropriate for this time of the year. And chapter number 93 is send thank you notes because we all just got a boatload of Christmas presents. Hey, listen, I don't expect you to send a, a thank you note for every Christmas present that you got, but wouldn't it be a good lesson for your kids, if you have kids, to maybe send a thank you note to grandma and grandpa? I remember uh, somebody in my family 
got a $500 check from somebody else in my family for a present, and they did not send a thank you note. And I was I was pissed because you know what? They didn't do it because they wanted a thank you note. They did it because they loved them, but they sure would have liked to got some acknowledgement for a $500 gift. So that always just kind of stuck with me. Send thank you notes, and here we go with chapter 93. Thank you notes are a dying tradition in our society. Yes, you said thank you when they bought your newborn the obnoxiously loud baby's first trumpet. You might have even bragged on Facebook that about that awesome baby shower that your friends gave you. None of that replaces a handwritten thank you note. Texting, thanks for the live Cobra, Little Bronx Mowgli really loves it, isn't enough either. Be a grown-up, write a note, find a stamp, and mail the card. Um, it's kind of funny because Bronx Mowgli is um, uh, Ashley Simpson and um, Pete Wentz's baby, who's no longer a baby, probably 10 years old by now. And it's funny because I wrote that very dated reference of Bronx Mowgli in the book um, when I wrote this six or seven years ago. So uh, there are some dated things in the book. And you know what? I, I talk about this every once in a while on the podcast. There are things in the book that I would definitely change. There are chapters in there that I would delete if I could. Um, uh, and will I write another book? I think I probably will. Because I think I have a little bit more to add to it and kind of update and kind of, um, um, I don't know. Yeah, update kind of what's in there now. Um, Ashley Simpson Remember when she was big? I remember she came to the radio station one time about 2003 or so when she was pretty big. I think she came to Jingle Ball once or twice. Um, if you ever want to see a face go from happy to heartbroken in an instant, watch the video of Ashley Simpson at the Orange Bowl. She's performing to the halftime show at the Orange Bowl, probably at the height of her fame or just after the height of her fame. And I want to guess 2003, 2005, something like that. So just go on YouTube and search Ashley Simpson Orange Bowl, and it'll show you the last 30 seconds or so of her performance. And she ends it by saying something makes me want to scream. And the crowd boos, and it's so cruel, and I feel so bad for her because her face goes from like, yeah, to what was that? Like in an instant, in a blink, she realized that the crowd was not on her side. And it's a really interesting expression. Go check that out if you get a chance. Hey, go check out the Facebook page. Take a shower. Uh, show up on time and don't steal anything. Check out this book. Thanks to uh, anybody who has bought the book. Maybe you've bought the book. Maybe you've downloaded the book. You can download it on Kindle. Uh, and send an email anytime like Amelia did. We get a, a, a few emails every week. I read every one of them. Send it to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Check out Fallon's podcast, Heartbroken. Uh, check out her podcast with Jenny and uh, Tina. That's called Too Lame for Radio. Check out Steve's podcast, Murder Monday, which is an excellent podcast. Um, and then check out the morning show's after the show podcast called The Minnesota Goodbye. Uh, based on the fact that when people in Minnesota say goodbye, it still takes them 45 minutes to get their ass out the door. So um, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And remember, until we talk again, uh, be sure to take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. We'll see you next time. Thank you.